Hi, welcome to episode 11 of The Teacher's Promise. I'm your host, Brett Hansen, and I'm honored to help celebrate, inspire, and nurture educators around the world by sharing the stories of extraordinary, dedicated, compassionate people just like you and exploring important ideas that will make us all better educators. This week, we will be discussing creativity and compassion with John McCauley. Please return next week when we discuss how the podcast is going, the recurring themes, and the state of public education. Let's jump right in. So today we have an extraordinary teacher um, with a unique and special perspective. Um, it brings me great pleasure to bring John McCauley onto the show, uh, an accomplished musician, artist, teacher, father, and um, a very skilled person in many other ways. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you for having me, Brett. Yeah, my Happy pleasure. Yeah, um, I've been wanting badly to get an artist on the show. Um, my wife is an artist. I studied art in college, and I really think there's something special and unique about art and connecting with students and things. So it's great to have John. Um, John was nominated by his students, which is wonderful. That uh, really lets us know that there are um, real students who really think he's doing a real good job. So. John, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into art and into education? Sure. Um, I've always been into art my whole life, but I definitely didn't really consider art until my senior year in high school. Um, I always thought that I was going to go to uh, college to become a DNR warden as I love wildlife. So I was going to go for wildlife management and then my high school art teacher convinced me to change my major right before I started to fine art. Um, and it's one of the, the best things, I think, choices that I've ever made in my life. Um, so that's kind of where I started. I got my degree, a four-year degree, and um, I was not intentionally you know, going to, to teach um, initially. So I got my degree, and I took about six or seven years off and just was in the workforce. And I started to teach hunter safety down in Madison. One of my coworkers, his dad was a lead instructor, and he just invited me to come along and kind of see what it was like. And I just found that it was really rewarding to kind of share the knowledge that I had with all of these other, with kids and adults. And I just felt like it was having a true impact on them. And that kind of got me thinking of, well, maybe I can still use my art degree in some way to be able to do the same thing. And that's when I decided to go back to school to to get my my teaching license for for art education. Yeah, that sounds like an interesting path. Uh, it's always a good um, it, it's all it's always good to have different experiences that you can relate with the students. And you know, so if you teach in a rural district and you've you know done hunter safety and things like that, you can really connect with the kids. So uh, I'm glad you found a path to education. So. Um, with art, one of the you know the main focus for the podcast is compassion and connection to kids and 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 using compassion. How how would you say compassion is connected with creativity? Do you, have you seen any connections between the two? Well, I think it's it's kind of all it's it is connected because in art you're you're showing who you are. I mean, you're, you're literally giving yourself out, you know, you're trying to put yourself out there in a form that's, you know, not written. It's just visual. So it can be very powerful. And I think 
in order, you know, we have to have compassion in order to be able to, to express that, um, and to be able to help each other express that as well. So I think that's where it comes down to is it's not, we consider artists kind of individual, but in an art room, you have all of these students together and they can, they can also feed off of each other and they have to have compassion with each other because they know that each, each one of them is kind of showing themselves in every project that they do. So, um, I, I believe all, all my students have a great, um, respect for each other. They empathize with each other and I try to, to get them to connect with each other, to help them out with ideas, you know, um, and that kind of thing. So I think they, they truly have compassion with each other as well. Not just me with my students, but I think the students also have compassion with each other. Yeah. That vulnerability promotes compassion. I mean, we're, we, we resist and, um, push vulnerability away most of the time because, you know, it's, it's vulnerable and it's tough, but if you're sharing a little part of your personality or your, you know, your deep thoughts, you're, you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position. So it sounds like your students are automatically finding the compassion to relate to each other and, and respect that vulnerability. That's pretty cool. I think so too. And, and they're all similar age. So they, you know, they go through similar things and so they, they understand each other. And I think that's, that's another big thing too, um, is that they understand what each other is going through at certain times. It might not be as, you know, as difficult or as hard, but I think they, they have an understanding of that. Yeah. I, it seems like every high school I've ever been in, uh, has just this wonderful potential at minimum, or this sort of feeling in the art room. You know, if you walk by the art room or through the art room, there just seems to be something special about that place, especially for kids who connect with art. What, what is it about art rooms? What do you think it is about art rooms that, that facilitates this? I mean, is it the kids that wind up taking more art classes or is it the fact that they're surrounded by, you know, color and form and all those mediums and potential? It, what is it? Is it a combination of the two? There's something special about art rooms. I'd love to be able to just <laughs> I, I tell somebody that- what it is. That is a great question, Brett, and I don't know if I have the right answer for it, but it might be, you know, a little combination of both. You know, I think students that really want to be in here are are going to, you know, like it because they really want to be in here. I've even had students come to me, you know, that didn't didn't take art ever, and they they had a completely different view about it once they got done um, with the course. Or um, I've had students that told me that. You know, they never thought that they could do something like that before. So um, it's it's a really difficult question to, to answer. And I don't know, maybe it's just the overall kind of vibe that, that it is in the room. Um, I try to be, I guess, as e- I'm a really easygoing person. So I'm, I'm pretty genuine when it comes to how I, you know, instruct and I treat the kids and I really treat them as individuals and I try to talk to each one of them every single day um, individually as best as I can. Um, I always greet them and, you know, tell them to have a great day at the end of the class and just truly show that I care about them. I think that's a really important thing as well. Yeah, I it has to be working because you were nominated and your students said uh, things like, um, you know, that you are a a quiet kindness and 
um, stuff like that. And it, it's working, whatever is going on there. Um, just as a little aside, one of my most memorable teachers in high school was my art teacher, Mr. Rathbun, and I write about him in my book, uh, in the Teacher's Promise book. Um, it was wonderful to have someone who was just like that, just greeted me. He allowed me to talk to him about other stuff. I wasn't really that into art then. I just needed um, an adult to care. And uh, so I, I, I assume that that's happening with you and your students. What are some of the challenges of being um, an art teacher nowadays, now in the 21st century? What are some of the difficulties of being an art teacher? Um, let's see. Um, some of the difficulties, obviously, I guess, um, you, you know, you always have students that may not want to be in, you know, to do art, but I think I try and do my best to, to get them into it. Like I said, I've had students come in and they've never taken an art class and they, they really enjoyed it at the end. Um, I mean, art students today, obviously art is kind of, kind of at the back burner of things sometimes. So I, I don't really want to go into most of that, but, you know, budget, that kind of thing, you know, as far as getting art supplies to kids and that kind of thing is always, always a challenging part of, part of that, um, that content area. Um, so that, that's, that's definitely a difficult thing to be able to get supplies and the high, you know, some quality supplies, especially once you get up into like AP art, you know, this, these kids are making college level artwork and I want to be able to give them as best you know, chance to be able to make the highest quality art that they possibly can. Yeah. Do, do you end up with uh, many students who show up thinking, Hey, it's art, it's a blow off class, or it's going to be really easy to just to pad my GPA. Do you have many of those issues? Um, I, I have sometimes, but, um, you know, they always have the choice to be in here. That's kind of what I explained to them and I'm here to help them with whatever they want. And I, I hope that, you know, they get a little bit different view of, of art. It's not just something that, you know, I'm just going to come in here and get an easy A. Uh, I will push them. I, I, I try to, to push them as much as I can to, so they, like I said, so they can exceed their own expectations. And, um, I, I, I make them work. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Maybe if it's possible, you can uh, see if you're, it's um, allowed for you to share a little bit of your students' artwork, and we can put it in the show notes. If not, we'll definitely share some of yours. But it would be nice to see uh, some of those some of those accomplishments. I'm um, happy to do that. But... Yeah, that would be great. What about your your um, most influential teacher? I mean, I mean, it doesn't of course it doesn't have to be an art teacher. I'm kind of hoping it is, since we're talking mostly about art. But what who is the most compassionate or kind or um, or the, the, the educator who influenced you the most in a positive way? Yeah. Um, when I went to UW-Stevens Point, um, I was getting my, my bachelor's degree, and I started to take some printmaking classes. And the professor that taught the printmaking classes, his name was Bob Erickson. And he, I think, you know, looking back, he has a really similar personality um, to me. And I think that's how I really connected with him. He's very kind of soft-spoken, soft kind of that quiet kindness kind of thing that you were saying before. And he really helped me to kind of find me myself as an artist. Um, he really, he really changed the way I, I viewed my own artwork. I viewed myself. Um, I was very kind of just there to, to make art. You know, I was always like, I, I'm all talented in art, 
but I never really had that that sense of what my art is. And he really helped me to find that. Yeah, sounds like a great guy. Hopefully you can let him know about about the podcast and, and he can hear you praise him and, and uh, give him some good chops. Um, yeah, I, I think that most people who get into art have some teacher, mentor, educator, someone who, who influenced them enormously. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you had him. So why should people, whether it's in art or not, consider becoming teachers today? I mean, I, I bring up again and again on the show, the, the teacher shortage and um, the difficulties, but I think we need to spread the word about why people should become teachers or, I mean, you could, you know, argue why perhaps they shouldn't, but what, what do you think about people becoming teachers nowadays? Um, I, I think for me, it's something that's, you know, it's not just a job. Um, you know, we, we say all this, all this, all the time, you know, to high school kids, you know, what are you going to do? What, what do you want to do as a career? And I think for me, it's, it's more than, more than just a career. Um, it's, it's so rewarding. I get to see students, you know, go beyond their expectations, express themselves, really find something deep that's within them and be creative. And I don't think you can do that just anywhere. <laughs> so I'm, I may be a little bit more, you know, towards art, but as far as being a teacher, there's so much other rewarding parts of it, you know, being able to impact a student's life, you know, it, it can that you can change their entire life uh, by by a single choice, and I think that's that's really powerful. Um, I I completely agree. Um, yesterday I gave my first uh, school presentation, and um, it was wonderful to be able to share with teachers. Now this was a for teachers. This wasn't for students. You know the w the view that being a teacher enriches. Enriches our students' lives, of course, but it also enriches our own lives and changes us in profound ways. I mean, you can learn more about that in on the um, the Facebook group page if you decide to join. Anybody listening, and also in the book. But the the idea that becoming a teacher really makes us better human beings is at the center of a lot of what we're trying to do here with this project and the community. So um, I completely agree with you. I'm glad to see that. It's working with you, and I think it's good advice to other people who might become educators that, you know, if you can handle the the downsides of being an educator, the benefits are are really extraordinary, especially as you stay longer when you, you know, you're, you get more control over the, um, you know, the, the management of things and the difficulties. So I'm glad to hear that, that you see that too. So what about... Um, a funny story. I mean, I'm always trying to get get guests to share a funny story, um, and sometimes it stays in the episode, and sometimes it goes into the funniest stories episodes, which will come out pretty soon. I'll we'll have a, an episode here and there which just teachers' funny stories. Do you have any funny stories? Um, anything that were, you know, it just cracked you up? Um, you know, I, I there are, and I, it's it's difficult to kind of pinpoint one one moment, but I know. Uh, in my 2D classes, I always start off with a life drawing um, course within the first week. And the students who have never done it before, it's really kind of eye-opening to them to, to, uh, to draw someone else, to draw one of their 
one of their classmates. And when I have them get up on the table and they're in the middle of all the class, it's, it's, I get some really funny faces and just some really like, just like jaw drop kind of moments where they're just like, he's making a stand on the table and we're going to sit around the table and draw this, this person. And I'm like, yep, that's what we're going to do today. And it's, I think it's, it's, it's one of those, like every year, it seems like I get the, the surprise moment and I really enjoy that. Yeah, that's good. I, I couldn't help but start thinking about, I, I mean, I'm sure there's there are no nude portrait life drawings allowed in most schools. I mean, maybe in some but not public schools, but uh, I could imagine the poor kids sitting up there asking, is he going to ask me to pull my pant leg up? Are they going to draw my calf or my toes? Um, so that would be, that, no, that would be yeah. something. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's all, uh, all clothed. And sometimes I'll get two students up there and then they, they kind of interact in funny ways too. So that's, that's always, uh, yeah, well, that's good. Um, what about you and what's going on in your life? What else do you have going on that, you know, might have to do with teaching or maybe, uh, is is some other interest that you have some other creative endeavor? Um, well, I am a pretty new father. I have a nine month old at home. So that's, that's probably the newest thing that's been happening. Congratulations. Uh, really exciting um he's he's such a happy little little dude um obviously those of you that that know me i've i've played guitar for um since i was in high school and i i really enjoy music um i think music and art and writing i think that all that's there's so much combination in into that so i've when i was in high school and college i i gotten away from it now but i i used to write write music and write songs and I really enjoy playing music. Um, I think there's a really powerful um, connection with that as well. So I, I play in a, a band um, in Door County called the Modern Day Drifters, and we play a lot of festivals and that kind of thing around around Door County. Um, and I also just opened up a um, an art studio gallery in Sturgeon Bay. Um, it's called the Art Shed. It's a very small little space, but we have lots of different mediums there, about 19 different artists that are showing their work there. And really the promotion for that or the idea behind that was to give um, emerging artists a a space to be able to show their work. So really it's all about kind of networking young artists that to give them a chance to be able to, to show and sell their work. So that's really the idea behind the art shed is to give um, emerging artists a space yeah. Does do you have um, any kind of social media or a web page or anything for either your band, the Modern Day Drifters, or for the Art Shed? Um, we do have Facebook pages for both. Uh, right now, we're in the process of creating a website for the Art Shed, so that will be coming out soon. Um, but right now, we had, we do have Instagram and Facebook for the Art Shed. So if you look up Art Shed Studio, you should be able to find that on Facebook or Instagram. Great. And we'll put all that in the show notes and um, maybe that webpage will be done by the time the episode airs. Uh, So those of you listening, make sure you check out the show notes, look for those links, or um, just go to the the Facebook page that that John mentioned. Those sound like great endeavors and it seems like a, a good fit for you to connect your art and your teaching and your music. Is there anything else you wanted to share with us or tell us about? Because that's a lot. You've covered a lot. I, I think that's pretty much it, Brett. Um, 
I mean, I, I do all kinds of things, but, uh, you know, art and music are, are pretty much at the top, but yeah, that's great. Well, once again, congratulations on, uh, your baby. Um, I'm a you know, father of two, they're both in college, so I'm at the other end of the journey, but, but, uh, it's the best part of my life so far. So I hope it winds up being the best part of yours. Um, I want to thank you, John, for being on the show, but more importantly, I want to thank you for choosing to become an educator after all those years and, and different paths to decide to go back and get your license. Um, it's a decision that will influence and affect thousands of young people in a positive way. I know because they said that you are a kind and positive influence in their lives and they appreciate you. So we do too. It's um, always wonderful to have extraordinary, compassionate, and talented people in the profession. And um, Door County is lucky to have you. So thank you very much for being a teacher. Thank you very much for being an artist. Thank you for challenging your students, for always um, sending them on their day with, on their way with a good, happy day, and for greeting them and treating them like the um, vulnerable human beings they are. There's a reason they want to come to your classroom, and there's a reason that art rooms across the United States are special, and it's because of teachers like you. So thank you very much. Thank you, Brett. Well, thanks again for joining us and believing that all children are our children and that all kids deserve our intelligent compassion. Next week, I'll be wrapping up some of the themes from the first few months of the podcast and sharing some ideas I have for future discussions and trying to get a little bit of feedback. So thanks again, and always remember that you must take care of yourself in order to take care of others. We greatly appreciate all the work you do.